On behalf of myself and B, we acknowledge that we are not indigenous. Rather, we are of settler colonial ancestry. Like many other settler people, we have benefited greatly from living on Turtle Island. As a visitor on this land, we have an important responsibility to acknowledge the grounds on which we are privileged to gather in the pursuit of building community. We are recording today in the traditional territory of the Three Fires Confederacy of First Nations, comprised of the Ojibwe, the Odawa, and the Potawatomi peoples. We are grateful to work, learn, and live in this area. We're making small talk with cool people. Welcome to our show, It's Small Talk! Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Windsor Small Talk. I am your host, B. Zelda, and I'm joined with my brand new wedded partner. What, what's, yeah, yeah. Love and marriage, love and marriage goes together like, like a horse and carriage. This <laughs> I don't know that. Like I know it, but I don't know it. You, you can't, can't have one without the other. Yeah, aw, listeners, this is our first episode where B and I are officially a married couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo. We did it. Yeah. yeah. And this is also a special episode as well because our guests today are, I've known for 20 years, and they are not only friends of mine, but also colleagues, fellow educators. And uh, people who care about their community. And, uh, yeah. Also, Neil. Neil the cat. <laughs> Neil the cat will be in the background. Um, he just likes to, you know, sing the song of his people. But, um, yeah. So, uh, my name is Bizalda, they, them pronouns. And I am joined with my brand new partner, Bronwyn. Uh, she, they pronouns. Yeah. And do we want to introduce our guests? Because you did give them a fantastic intro. But I think maybe they could also introduce themselves. Dana. Oh, hi there. My name is uh, Dana O'Neill. Uh, she, her pronouns. Uh, I, like Bronwyn said, have been friends for a very long time. And I work with Bronwyn as well. Um, and this other person over here, Grace Kim. Thank you. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> for the intro. Grace Kim, she, her pronouns. And, um... I also, yeah, I guess you already talked about that. We all work together. <laughs> and uh, Bronwyn, actually, fun fact of the day, uh, Bronwyn and I went to school together mm-hmm. and played soccer together at yep. once, like, for the Lancers for, like, a hot minute. Like, I didn't last, uh, I didn't last past, like, I didn't make it past, you know, the first week. I, was... I hurt myself in training camp, so I didn't even okay. make it on the team. Well, um, does any of this lend itself to what today's topic is going to be about? Well, yeah, because the three of us are not only partners in education, we have, uh, we are embarking on a project that is going to happen in the summer month of July after the school year has ended. And it's really damn cool because, you know, Small Talk is a podcast where we talk to uh, Windsorites of note, people who are doing awesome things. And in our city and uh, Grace and Dana are definitely two of those people. Um, But I'm going to let Grace, since this whole thing was kind of her brainchild, her baby. Grace, could you tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about this episode? Okay, so the G Project is a community focused summer program where high school students can earn up to 
uh, 36 community service hours. Um, and it's all around using things related to sustainable activism, I guess. Um, so they're, then they help to beautify like an urban neighborhood or an underserved neighborhood or a community setting. Um, yeah like urban renewal that's amazing yeah yeah so the letters of g actually stand for stands for ground engage express so it kind of so the entire program revolves around these three main principles um yeah so each day we just have a and when i say grounding it can be um just having an intentional space or a moment to really reflect on why we are there you know what what the reason we arrived for and what are we picking up from yesterday so that essentially makes up what they call like the reflective component that every um, commu- or service, meaningful service model usually involves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then the Engage Express is kind of a little bit of overlap, but this is when students are actively getting into some hands-on um, activities um, and, and usually expressing it in a form of art. So last year, for instance, they uh, like refinished and repainted some picnic tables and some of them were, you know, use some creative expressions of their own and that's that's basically it three hours a day that's awesome awesome that is really cool um when i was a teen and had to do community hours um i think i just swept hair at a hair salon because i told them i wanted to be an esthetician but i didn't i just wanted free hair colors um which they gave me so i don't know if i was really community service but i helped So I would much rather be outside in the sun, planting, doing art, learning, engaging. That sounds honestly a lot better. That your community service experience wasn't very meaningful, right? Yeah, not at all. And so that really is the focus of the G Project as well, is to give these kids who um, might not have the connections or the networks to find meaningful community service to give them the opportunity to earn it for this mandatory graduation requirement at an adult and continuing education building, like someplace that's associated with the school. There's access, right? There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a, for certainly, um, for many students that fall in this bracket, there's just the barriers to, on, on many levels, like you said, the access to social networks, but actual physical access to get to um, mm-hmm. an opportunity like uh, at the G Project, it's, it's within um, their neighborhoods. Um, but I actually just want to add to that as well, that, um, it's not only like, certainly there's, there's the the students that come from, um, the lower income socioeconomic status backgrounds that would maybe have a hard time getting community service hours, but in general, um, for the average teenager and trying Mm -hmm. to get them, Hey, son, get out there and go get some volunteer hours. And no matter where you live in this province, uh, not many love it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Not many love it. And so even when they have like, oh, you're involved at your church or you play travel hockey and you can mm-hmm. get those hours, you know, helping to ref or whatever or keep score. Um, it, it, the, the, the important piece here is there's something called like the, the meaningful component, mm-hmm. the yeah. meaningful. And there's um, there's like research suggests that this, this is what happens. It usually has to be sustainable. So there's some sort of duration to it as opposed to the piecemeal approach and you know that many students take this fragmented I did this here I did this there I sprinkled 40 hours community service over my four years of high school mm-hmm. as opposed to <laughs> you know the idea of meaningful community service where like you really got something out mm-hmm. of it because you left it, an impact yeah somewhere. and it was a yeah. continued you know uh, consecutive sort of experience they wanted to do it again and again 
or um, the immediate reward was there, I guess, intrinsic reward, I, I suppose. Yeah. I think for any, I guess, so for the G project, absolutely, we are, we are, um, you know, wanting to increase the access for students that need it. But for also across the board, across the system, um, there's value in this. There's value just saying, I want to get back to the basics of, of helping, um, helping be a part of a community, mm -hmm. helping build yes. a community. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I kind of forgot that community service was to really help the community. It was never framed to me that way. There was never any pressure to do so. Um, I was uh, maybe one or two degrees away from a lot of the students that you work with when I was in school. Um, so I often resonate whenever uh, you're talking about some of your experiences. Um, do any, like the three of you, um, Grace, uh, Dana, Bronwyn, do you remember like if you had to do community service and like what that was like for y'all? Well, for me, I when I was going through school, it wasn't a requirement for graduation. I did community service because that's what I was raised. That was the environment of my family. That was the my my parents volunteered, my grandparents volunteered. They brought me along as a child when they volunteered. Wow. So it was just something that was I grew up with and it also then meant that I inherited a network. So it was easy for me because my family knew people that I could volunteer with. They could get me in and they could vouch for me. They could set me up with positions to volunteer. So someone like me, I would not be a candidate for the G project because my, my volunteering was, my network was set up for me, mm -hmm. um, by my family. Whereas, you know, the students we're servicing, they don't have that. They don't have a caring adult who has volunteer experiences, who knows where the opportunities are that are, you know, kind of ingraining those types of even the intrinsic uh, motivation to volunteer or perform community service is not necessarily inherited by these kids from their parents. So yeah, I didn't um, know that was even an option. Right. <laughs> so for me, that that's my experience. Yeah. And even if I, I'm just tacking on to what you were just talking about, even if those kids do have those networks, but have other barriers like mental health issues or something, the G project could be for them given if we had enough support, <laughs> right. For them. Right. Well, like it's if an we inclusive had space, with, absolutely. With, um, alternative ways to achieve that community service mm -hmm. that's based in, um, citizenship. And, right. you know, because civic duty, we have, we have, very low civic engagement in our province Absolutely. and in our country, in our, in our, in our municipality, mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. a very vo low voter turnout. Everyone seems to have issues with the way things are going, but people don't engage. Um, so, you know, if we start younger and we start, uh, focusing on the value that the civic engagement has, then we will just create more active participating and invested citizens, people who are invested in their community and the outcomes are just only going to be positive from that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I have dabbled in a little bit of academic research on this, this topic and it um, there's, there's something to, so the, the history of, Policy Program Memorandum, PPM 124A, a little bit nerd talk, 
Mm -hmm. You know, it is the (laughs) mandatory policy in the Ministry of Education that says students must get 40 hours community service, uh, mandatory community service. So civic participation and voting on the whole in Ontario has been on decline since 1969. Has never bounced back more than, um, I don't want to actually, don't fact check me on this, but I can tell you (laughs) right now, it's just, well, it has just been on a steady, like a a decrease, right? Right. Um, And I think in the, and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Like last year was worse than, than, the term before, yep. and it was at a di- Ontario as a whole was at a dismal like forty percent or something like that. And Windsor West led the lowest um, riding t- voter turnout for the writing for the writings out of all the writings at thirty three percent. So mm-hmm. West Windsor, which is where um, our, our urban populations are situated here in, in Windsor, um, and the students that live in this area as well. Um, and then at the same time, um, there's there's been very limited research or studies about the about how PPM 124 looks in Ontario, like how do other community service programs work, and what has been the long-term like outcomes that have um, come out of it, you know, thus far. And what they learned was that um, for students who had a meaningful community service experience, it equaled um, a greater likely, likelihood of, of subsequent volunteerism, like that they would continue to stay active. Okay. As an adult. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. and, and the reason why, again, going back to the whole low voter turnout, um, mandatory community service was put in place to try to um, in, in, mitigate that in response to that. It was like, oh wow, yeah, it was to try to. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not why. <laughs> um, it was to increase voter turnout. It was to um, something like they saw a decline in newspaper readership, something like that. Like all of that, they were like, oh my gosh, we have to fix it. Boom, volunteer at uh, community service hours, and then the society will be fixed. But we've had this in place since 1999, Dang. and our voter turnout continues to decline. That when students are structured, like they have, they're supported for these opportunities, just like other initiatives in the school board. The outcomes can be so much greater, like the impact mm-hmm. that it can have on society. Like we can have more, uh, you know, voter participation, a truly reflective what's happening. You know, the, rep- the views that make up your community, mm-hmm. um, which is a community we're trying to engage. 33% is not engaging your community, yeah. right? Yeah, no. <laughs> so maybe this will be something that can hopefully lead to that. That would be the goal, I think, of That's G Project. Yeah. Um, well, if you're going, if you're going to man- make something mandatory, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to say that you must do this or you cannot graduate, you might as well do something that has some integrity, that has some uh, some benefit, some benefit that's going to have a long-lasting impact, right? And I don't think anyone would disagree with that. So to see something like the G Project pick up uh, some popularity and and just kind of put down roots, I think that's only going to be something that's going to benefit our community, and it's going to give our students more meaningful. Um, experiences that they can they're going to carry with them into adulthood and, so and they can see what civic engagement looks like yes. it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be um keeping you know time at a football game like it doesn't have to be that like we're sweeping hair in a salon yep. yes yep. yes i mean shoveling snow is good shoveling snow for the that elderly is always helps. good yeah absolutely um but can also look like this where you're you're helping to beautify your neighborhood you're helping mm-hmm. to help others get to that goal together Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at aside differences, I guess, to, to, to meet a table, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that would, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's great. That's great. 
So uh, this is now year two uh, for the G project, and I know you've, uh, I think you've got like registrations closed. Things are pretty much on their way. Um, what, like, what can you talk about for what will, or excuse me, what can you talk about what's going to happen for year three? Like, what can we look forward to? <laughs> so, um, G project rural. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that for sure. G project rural is, is, is. Dana's brainchild and uh, <laughs> something that maybe one day um, giving the same sort of hands-on experiences, um, but in a rural setting. Setting, yeah. yeah. With different experiences. Yeah, we're not quite sure how it looks just yet, yeah. but it does involve live livestock. Stock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like to go like chickens and goats and cows. Yes. And, yeah, absolutely. Because um, we're only. 10 minutes away from the city mm-hmm. really uh and there's kids all over the city that have never had the experience of of a farm or even a rural community um so to take that as part of g i think it would be a, a neat experience anyways and because of the because of <clears throat> my place in life <laughs> we have the opportunity to be yeah. able to do that um because I'm married to a farmer. So <laughs> I think that's awesome though. I didn't see a horse for the first time in my you life until I was today? like twenty-three. Horses wow. are awesome. But like yeah. that's something that a lot of people yeah. just get to experience all the time. Mm-hmm. Again, and I think mm-hmm. it's going back back to that whole like back to the basics of sustainable like right? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, sustainability. Yeah. Sustainability, absolutely. like doing things and activities and where students can now relate to it firsthand mm-hmm. that oh I can do that oh I did do that absolutely this is how this so our social media handle yeah. is at G Project YQG so G E E Project YQG and that is on Instagram we do not have anything else as of yet. We're still looking for a social media coordinator. Hit us up. Um, so if they were to even go on the socials, they, could they see what has been done in previous years? Like what kind of um, Absolutely. projects, um, gardens? Yeah. Sorry, and I also should have mentioned there's the GECDSB um, pro, I think, P-R-O, or, sir, or info, underscore info. GECDSB underscore info. And they have also um, posted uh, the G Project flyer. Um, and yes, going back to our own personal G Project Instagram, they're... It's all photos up from last year. Um, yeah, no, let us know some of the details, though. I was like, oh, well, we have all these chairs lying around here. And there were these Muskoka chairs that were, they still had some life into them. They did, but they, they did. looked terrible. They, looked, they were very the sad. The was all peeling. They, had, yeah. they, they still probably do need some actual structural repairs, but we did some, some cursory <laughs> repairs just yes. to, to be I able mean, to paint them, right? sanding yeah they sanded them down they painted them they put some really um we had a fantastic artist uh, an art facilitator last year through arts can teach um mariam safrazadeh and she um helped them guided them through the process of like creating a message that was personal to them that yet you know spoke to sort of the larger community that they were building um and then into somehow of a a picture or design and then they put it on their chairs and they put it on their oh cool uh, yeah it was pretty neat they had some benches like it was there was just all this yeah it was wooden seating area that absolutely could use so it worked out beautifully last year so you'll see some of that 
Um, and at the end, they have um, they put together like a mural. Yeah, in lieu of not painting on the brick, <laughs> yep. um, it was like a like a, a wooden mural, um, three panels, and that was really nice. They worked together as a and more of like a, a larger group mm-hmm. uh, project. And yeah, the garden. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Some monarch butterflies flying around. Yeah. Yoga. Yep. Cooked. We oh cooked. yeah. So that was really cool too. So we grew like tomato plants. Uh, and jalapeno pepper plants, nice. um, cilantro, basil, all the staples. And uh, so for our, our like cook, our cook uh, workshop, our uh, special yeah. feature, uh, Jalen, he's like our, our literacy consultant came down. And he, he made crepes and showed students how to make their own crepes. Oh, cool. Um, and then we used the vegetables from the garden to make like our own pico de gallos. And oh, I talked about that, the bean salad. <laughs> That's still exciting, the though. Bruschetta. I love that. Yeah, it was tomato, great. basil, grilled cheese sandwiches—the literal fruits of our your labor. Yeah, exactly. absolutely, and it was exactly. delicious. And all those kids loved yeah. it. Oh I don't my know gosh. If, that, if you ever did that as a kid, but like once you learn how to master a recipe, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, "This is my staple." Yep. Like I remember when I learned how to make like my version of Thousand Island of like just ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> like I don't know if I learned this in kindergarten once. We made like we made like a salad, a Waldorf salad. I remember I came home. I was so proud to show my dad. Like, Daddy, I'll make you a snack. I'll make you salad. I'll make you salad. And he was such a champ. He ate it. Like, it was probably the whole, like, oh, uh, oh, ketchup and mustard. Thanks, thanks, hon. And he just, he ate it. But, like, that was, like, I felt so good about making something. And that, because I could, I know how to do it. I know how to yeah, do it. That's yeah. important. That yeah. really is. So, all of this stuff is amazing and it takes a lot of prep. It takes a lot of work. You got to order supplies. You have to, um, you know, go above and beyond what we do as just regular educators. And, you know, you guys are also parents. Um, you have so many responsibilities. And part of uh, what we talk about here on the Small Talk podcast is how do you maintain a healthy work-life balance so that you don't, when you're burning the candle at both ends, that you don't actually burn out. Um, So do you guys have any tips, any strategies, anything you'd like to share about what that healthy work-life balance uh, means to you? Because, yeah, seriously, how do you survive? Barely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I thought that might have been the answer. But so what are your your tips? How do you cope to keep afloat, even? So I think... There are different strokes for different folks. People like, you know, whatever speaks to you and your, um, what you need for self-care. I think that's however that look, how way that looks. Um, I can say that I've, I've always I've been physically active for as long as I can remember. And so um, that hasn't changed for me. So I, I have to stay, I have to fit in, like, I always carve out 20 minutes to exercise, mm-hmm. get my heart rate up, do some cardio, weights, whatever. So that's my, so I have to fit that in. Um, and I find that to me helps with me and my, the way I approach my days. Um, and also having time to like feed my passions, which is like, um, uh, if it's taking a course, if it's hanging out with really good, fantastic people in my life to have conversations, <laughs> uh, about whatever, you know, that we're passionate about and we dedicate that, you know, half hour a day, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're definitely the kind of person that gets energized by, by all of the work that you do, like the, Mm. the way that you can contribute, like that makes you feel uh, like a human being, like it makes you feel good about everything. You do. And And then you want to share it with the people that you love, like my children. I, I am, 
I do, I, I bring them to the garden and mm-hmm. try and they, they start to be, you know, they'll start to tell me like, mom, you didn't water your garden today. Like, uh-huh. You didn't water the project <laughs> garden today. Uh, we didn't go, we didn't go. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I want them to learn those sort of things like, or just to see where their, their, their places in, is in the society and to be in the community. Hmm. How about you, Dana? Well, I was thinking, B, what did you say about Grace? You said... Um, how community engagement is something that recharges her, kind of motivates her to keep going, and like it gives yeah. her the, the light, you know, that you need. And I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> oh, no, you're me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I sound, that sounds exactly the opposite of how I recharge. I'm like, I want a nap. That's what I'm going to sit in the hot tub. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I get... 15 minutes. Yeah. Just kidding. I do. Yeah. Exercise is very important. Absolutely. It makes you feel great. Um, but yeah, I, I think I haven't actually mastered a work-life balance and not because my work is so strenuous or difficult because it's not like mm-hmm. it's totally capable. But my other part of my life outside of work <laughs> is a lot to balance. <laughs> That's super fair. And so. I, I hope, you know, you can kind of figure that out in the future. <laughs> Thanks doesn't matter me. how long Thanks it takes. Support, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> It'll be like about 14 more years, I think. Yeah, that's, you got this. That's the minute. Dana, uh, since I have been your friend for almost two decades, <laughs> I have to say, though, um, I know for a fact that one of your coping mechanisms <laughs> is humor. You do, you are the person that I always look to when I'm taking things too seriously mm. and I need a smile and a joke. And so... You know, whether or not you think you're balanced, I think you do a good job of deflecting a lot of that stress <laughs> You with your sense of humor and your lighthearted nature. And so uh, kudos for that because I, I can relate to that as well because cracking a joke is the uh, best medicine. It is the best medicine. Is. And RuPaul, <laughs> I, Mama Ru tells me all... I need to know all the time. And if you just can't take yourself too seriously, the minute you do, then, you know, what are we doing? (laughs) Right. And so while it's easy to let these things that are very heavy and important and serious weigh on us, we have to have bring levity into it. And so, yeah. I I also like Dana for that as well. (laughs) Also is that she's like, I, my other big sister, and and I do appreciate her, um, her perspective from you will say you know you have some more experience than I do in many parts of uh, life because I'm significantly older than you. <laughs> well, <laughs> the part that had to be left unsaid. <laughs> double the amount. Oh, I'm going to say double the amount of children. Uh, double the amount. Yes, we'll say of years of experience of in double. In, in the professional. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> has it been double? No, no you probably started. No. No. Okay, I'm, I'm not that old, Grace. I'm not 60. It is 100. <laughs> I, 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 okay, edit that piece. Edit that piece. Um, I like it. Leave it in. No. <laughs> but there's always a reminder of the big picture um, with you. I think with all of us, actually, mm-hmm. the big picture of like, what do we want to get out of this? Right. You goal. know, that, that we can do in our capacity right here, right mm-hmm. now. Um mm-hmm. And that's such an awesome reminder when I have conversations with with the people that I, that, you know.
something like the G project, like even if all the things we set out to do, we don't get to do, we're still going to have a positive impact because we gathered these kids. We put them in the care of, Mm -hmm. of engaged adults that actually give a damn. Yeah. And we're going to expose them to things that are going to help them be productive members of society. So regardless of whether we check this box and that box, we're still going to have a net positive on our, on our community. And that's because of our team. So that's what I'm super proud of, even though we haven't even done anything yet this summer. Um, I, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I, I, and cause you're reminding me that I, the G project would not be G project without the village. Like from the beginning, from the get-go, if I didn't believe that this was a good thing, and I, then I it wouldn't have gone, you know, any further than just a thought or a proposal. But you know, it played out because I had such good people on my side, um, and I I have to give them credit. I'm you know I'm a piece of this for sure, but for sure it it was just, you know it, it was successful because of the people that made it there, and I knew I had a good thing because of the people that came on board and and are and it's grown this year, and I think. Yeah, I feel good about that. And it's not just anybody. They're good, solid people with good, solid, you know. Is there anyone side. in particular you want to shout out? Oh, man. Okay. You don't, I mean, that was a good list, shout but... out if you want to just have it as that, too. Yeah. Well, and I'll just say the list is long. You know who you are. But uh, Natalie Browning Morgan, Emily Ackle, Bronwyn, Dana, um, Sprouts Membership. There's just so many people. Like, I, I can't even. Almana was in there. Um did I say Emily? I said Natalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kara McClellan, Arts Can Teach. Thank you. I feel like I'm expecting an Oscar right now. <laughs> um, de- yeah, Lynn, if Jalen's listening, definitely. He has been, um, you know, day one, just a great supporter and fan of the G Project. Natalie Mithabondi. There's just so many. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't mm-hmm. stop. Trent DeRoche. Thanks for helping build it. Amanda DeRoche. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Josh Canty. I'm, I'm sure there's Josh so many Canty. people. Yeah. Um, but is there anything else that you'd like to add before we uh, wrap things up? So G Project 2023 edition begins July 4th. Is that a Tuesday? Yeah. Um, and it runs for three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 930, 1230. If you happen to be in the neighborhood of University and Cameron Ave, check us out. Have some jams playing for sure. It's just a great vibe, a great setting to be in, um, and pray for good weather. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if you are someone in uh, a community organizer position, if you have any sort of skills that would be um, grounding, engaging, or help with expression, make sure you reach out to us and possibly join our team and future G projects could could use your expertise. So um, get in contact with Grace. We'll put some uh, information in the show notes on how to follow um, the G project on Instagram and get in contact with everyone involved so that you can uh, share your talents and your passions with us as well. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, I think we did it. Yeah. Hell yeah. You guys, you, you podcasted. Yeah. Because really, listeners, this is the conversation. This is the meeting of the minds that happens almost every day after school between Grace, Dana, and I. We always sit and we brainstorm and we we talk about how we can make things better for as many people as possible. And so we said, hey, let's put microphones in front of your face and make you record this because 
the people of our community need to know that these things are happening. So thanks for uh, letting us intrude on our me- normal meetings, guys. <laughs> thanks for inviting us. And yeah. thank it- you for... Immediately delete everything I've said. <laughs> no promises. Like um, I, I want to start again. Can we start over? <laughs> Thank you so much for this. Um, if you all would like to follow us, you can find uh, Windsor Small Talk on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you use Twitter like a schmuck like me, you can probably follow me on there as bzelda underscore. Um, Windsor Small Talk also has a Patreon, but like, I got a post to it. So if that's your jam, take a look. See if you like it. Maybe stay a while. Otherwise, stay tuned for some episodes coming out soon. We've got a lot of great things. And um, yeah, stay Windsory. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the cookie crumbles. (laughs) We're making small talk with cool people. Welcome to our show. It's small talk. Hey y'all, B Zelda here because I know you have not heard enough of my voice, but I'm just popping in to remind you all that we have a Patreon page. It is something that is building and budding like the flowers in springtime. Currently, you can get exclusive snippets and previews to episodes before they come out, as well as Bronwyn and I will be trying and playing a handful of two-player and co op tabletop games and I'm a huge fan of indie games because why not get creative with the way that we tell stories and gamify it so everybody else can have as much fun make sure you follow us on patreon we are Windsor Small Talk take care